2: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. This is not the Raptors Knicks Reaction Podcast. I'm going to record that in a second. But first, uh, the Raptors had um, the trade deadline coming past. And um, lo and behold, the Raptors made a trade. I wasn't expecting the Raptors to make a trade, but they did make a very minor, very minor, yet very major trade. And here to discuss it is uh, G League expert and Mississauga resident, uh, Mississauga authority really. It's like the Peel Police and then you, yeah. So harsh, brutal, gone.
0: Buddy, flags are flying at half mast at the basketball without borders head office.
2: Yo, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Masai's is happy but sad at the same time.
0: Yo, they got to they got to stop doing the. It's gonna be a good one commercial.
2: <laughs> mm. I don't know, man. They're still showing that on Drake commercial. NBA TV Canada has budget to make a commercial every five years, and it's always about a bad prospect.
0: Oh man, that like the Hito commercial, the Hito Pizza commercial, let <laughs> oh, come back. Yo definitely,
2: definitely. They're probably still showing the um, the Mario Carro Aces commercial.
0: What an era, man! Mississauga Sargas is. Uh... Is mourning our loss today That's right Let, Let's
2: start with the Let's start with the Career highlights uh, Of Bruno Alright um, He was And will always be A G League champion Always Always Alright Now granted Game 1 Of that Three game series uh, Win over the Real Grand Vipers um, Pascal Siakam Had to like Pull him aside One game And tell him to Stop pouting Because it's the Finals And like Just play Yep, that was a real issue. But he did drop 31 points in the uh, clinching uh, elimination game. Um, pretty much one game to win it all. Bruno Caboclo comes up with 31 points, um, and he delivers the Raptors franchise a title. Not granted, it's a G League title, but it's a title. It's a ring. Do you have a ring? Harsh. Did, did you get one? Me? Yeah. Did you get one? Did everybody in Mississauga get one?
0: They actually made rings for everyone in Mississauga. Yes.
2: Okay, good. Because I, I was, I was hoping it's like one of those free Chinese newspapers you can pick up outside of like Mississauga Chinatown. Like everyone can get one.
0: Yeah, the, for like a week straight, you could just pick them up outside of a box mm. at Square One parking lot, right yeah. outside the Holt Renfrew of all places. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's oh.
2: a, it's, honestly, it's a fancy spot. It's a fancy spot, but um, yeah, Bruno's gone, man. We traded him for Malachi Richardson.
0: It's, it's a weird... It's such a weird trade, because, I mean, obviously people were talking about this, but, like, mm-hmm. for a trade that's ultimately super inconsequential, it was, like, hard-hitting, man.
2: Yes. I think, okay, look, the biggest thing with Bruno is, uh, like, he provided us with great content throughout. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when Nana DeColo got yeah, traded to yeah. the Raptors, there wasn't a reaction podcast. There wasn't any reaction podcast at the time, because there, there wasn't enough interest to do that, but um nevertheless you know what i mean like a lot of no name players have come through even bigger name players have come through but bruno is like a singular like, it's a singular name meme that has meant a lot to the raptors and raptors fans you know what i mean and it it does kind of hurt watching him go
0: yeah i mean we've all there's always been like that the chance that he turns out To be something like everybody like if you look at blake's mailbags and stuff like everyone is always asking about hey man like is there any update on bruno like what's bruno up to like i bet you like for for like two years straight when blake was writing like um updates about the raptors 905 the main thing people were checking in is like yo is bruno like actually improved like what's the what's his progress like because just in terms of the story itself like how many stories like bruno even come around like, a guy that literally, like, maybe five people had heard of, like, in the Raptors fan base when, when he got drafted. Like, is that is that a stretch? Like, that five people have heard of him?
2: I don't even think five people have heard of him. All right, like, yeah. maybe
0: it's, like, five random guys who are Raptors fans and also, like, in tune with Brazil basketball or something. The, Shout out to Marcelo Manez. I was going to say,
2: Marcelo Manez, this was the only guy that and knew and about Bruno. And Milgrau. <laughs> no, Shouts to Raptors Milgrau. I discovered him this summer when... Bruno got kicked off the Brazilian team because he pouted.
0: Yeah, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like think about it like in this day and age. For yeah. For no one to have any idea who this man is.
2: Okay, well, here's the thing, right? When Bruno was drafted, uh, we saw, like, on t- like first off, one of the five people that knew who Bruno was um, outside of his family was Fran Fischilla, and he, like, he set the tone. He set the stage. Um, I think a lot of Raptors fans were just upset with what he said, but yeah. uh, it was more that he was saying upsetting things rather than um those things were necessarily weren't true. You know what I mean? It wasn't slanderous. It wasn't anything like that. Bruno was just, you know, super raw. Like there was like a grainy highlight footage you saw from like a random gym in San Paolo, Uh yeah. And, and, you know, Bruno was playing like averaging like five points a game. He like won like MVP of like, like basketball without borders. And like, <laughs> Masai was down there to watch it in person apparently
0: Yo, but like, mean, there was like all those stories about like you know like after they draft him there's like these stories about how the Raptors had to do some like shady shit to like watch him in like a gym in Houston or some shit do you remember that yeah it was like they because like, they couldn't get him up here or something like that like they had to find roundabout ways to even talk to him or see him again or whatever <laughs> It was, like, a love story from, like, the 1950s.
2: Okay, look. Before that, actually, can we be honest about something? Well, what Masai really wanted to do was get Giannis on the Raptors. Okay? (laughs) Yeah. Masai was, like, was plotting that for a while. All right? It was plotting that for a while. Let's just... I mean, like, it came out recently that Masai was there to help Giannis and his family uh, obtain, you know, I don't know what it is, visas um, to Greece when when they immigrated to Nigeria, from Nigeria. Like, Masai really wanted... Giannis you know like he obviously was just Helping him because he's a great guy but also he Really wanted Giannis and when Giannis slipped Through the cracks and because the Raptors Didn't have a first round pick because that pick had already been Traded for Kyle Lowry which you know retrospect You know not so bad but uh, Masai was determined And he got pretty much he entered that draft And approached it with who can I get that's physically most like Giannis <laughs> And that's how Bruno Was there he saw oh, Bruno man. He's like man you could cosplay for for Giannis And, and we're all good
0: Yo, and then like the remember when the measurements came out that he's even longer than Giannis? Exactly, bro. And everyone's like, "Bro, this is it. This is the one. It's gonna be a good one. <laughs> it's
2: gonna be a good one." There's that uh, there's that famous uh, wingspan picture of like Michael Jordan like holding his arms out, palming yeah, basketballs, yeah. and then there's like one behind him with Giannis, and then there's one behind him with Bruno. <laughs> 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 oh man. Anyway, um, so we i just got Bruno, no one knew who he was, like, um, you know, I was working with Blake at the score in 2014 when he got drafted, and we were we had this whole, like, setup where, you know, each time a pick was announced, we would, like, you know, package the, package the story, write it up, and then send an alert, whatever. And the thing is, Blake had worked for, like, a month straight watching all kinds of, like, Draft Express videos, like, looking at all these, like, draft charts and everything, and he came up with, like, 100 players that he wrote up. And Bruno somehow wasn't one of them. Like, Bruno was the only player in the draft that Blake didn't anticipate to be drafted, based on his research. Uh And, of course, it had to be the Raptors. And I remember writing that story. I, there was obviously no picture of Bruno in any database, so I had to just get a stock image of the Raptor mascot banging a drum. Like, every, like everybody else that, like Jabari Parker had a picture of him from... Duke or whatever, (laughs) and, like, you know, Julie Okafor had a picture of whatever, right? I I, I don't don't think Okafor was that same draft. Wiggins, whatever, right? Like, with Kansas. And then Bruno is just a picture of a mascot banging a drum because there's nothing else for this man. (laughs) You can't even find grainy YouTube video footage of this dude. Um, And so we get that introduction. And then the next thing we see of Bruno is CJ Fair dunking on him in Summer League. And Bruno going to the bench.
0: It started with... um... Do you remember when they released like a video of him like stepping foot in Toronto for the first time?
2: Oh, was this an open gym moment?
0: I don't think it was open gym. I think they just like dropped a video on the Raptors YouTube channel of mm. like him coming in for the first time and like he like um, after they did like the media session where obviously he can't speak any English or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he's like he was taking a few jump shots. Like he had mm. he just had like a practice session where reporters could see him and stuff, and it was just like. Obviously his jump shot looks really nice and and you see how long he is and and I don't know it's natural right it's it's part of fandom like you talk yourself into yeah. it buy into the hope of it so that happens and and it's all just super endearing right cuz you you're, you're seeing this kid who knows so little about basketball but like you can see the the raw tools there like the super raw tools like they're just like <laughs> he's long he can shoot like there's there's something here like mm-hmm. and it's, it's hypothetical but you know yeah, it's it's an it's an entire hypothetical, but you're still talking yourself into it, and and just the whole package is so endearing, right? Because mm-hmm. you're like, this guy came out of nowhere, like we want him to to, to succeed. Mm-hmm. So, and then and then and then it was summer league where we first got to see him.
2: Yeah, it was rough. I mean, it was pretty clear at first. Like, first it was cute. It was like, all right, look, he doesn't really know ah. how to play basketball, but like, he's got the raw tools, right? Uh, it it wasn't great when CJ Fair dunked on him, and then he cried. Um, like whatever, man. It's not, not, it's not really about the crying. Time, it's just like how are you getting dunked out by CJ Fair. <laughs> like...
0: Do you remember how they had a they had a translator on that squad for him? Like they yeah, had of course. Scott Machado or whatever. Oh, that's right, Scott Machado. Wow. They had Scott Machado, who was like this Brazilian American player. Mm-hmm. He was he was straight up on that squad. Just to, like, he was be way
2: better man. than Bruno. Oh, <laughs> <My. laughs> this <That> was <laughs> way better.
0: Dude, Hassan Whiteside was on that... That's, that's squad.
2: correct, that's correct. And then we dropped him, and then people got so bad that we got rid of yeah. Hassan Whiteside. Uh, yeah.
0: Baby, uh, baby came in next year, I think. I'm not sure, though. No, 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 Baby came in the same year. Okay, yeah, so we got... Dude, we yeah. stacked that squad with translators.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, easily. <laughs> we got Marcelo. Marcelo Menezes came over, too.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: man. <laughs> um... Yeah, man. I mean, that's how, that's how we ended up with Bruno. And of course, like, we don't see anything whatever. Like, every, everything is all mystery or whatever. But, we knew it was a long, a long-term project. As much as we didn't like the fact that, like, Frishilla said what he said, like, it was pretty true, right? Um but, we did get, like, the, the, the cult of Bruno didn't really happen until that Bucks game. Where he makes his NBA debut. He has eight points in about a quarter. And it's, like, a magical top ten moment in Raptors history in terms of just, um the sheer euphoria that was in the building that night. I mean I uh, um like it was whatever it like the Raptors had gone on to a good start. Like they were like I think top of the east at that point. It was only like two weeks in or maybe three weeks in and the Raptors usually put the bucks around that time. Um and yeah, I mean we were blowing out the bucks. It was nuts. We were just destroying the bucks in every aspect. Like Lou Williams had hit like two buzzer beaters to end the you know, his little ISO dance to end the quarters and he hit like Two of those and they got fouled on another three, so he got nine free points. Like, Gravis Vasquez dunked in that game. Landry Fields had a putback dunk off a missed free throw when he was standing outside of the, like, three-point arc. <laughs>
1: like,
2: it, it, crazy. Terrence Ross crossed the shit out of Giannis and, and pulled up, pulled up on his face. Like, crazy shit was happening. But, um, yeah, I mean, Bruno comes in, uh, it's crazy. The, the crowd is chanting his name immediately. Um, and, you know, he has that alley-oop from Lou Williams, who throws it from half court. That gets the crowd, like, absolutely insane. And he hits two more threes. He has
0: eight points. It's like, holy shit, this Bruno. It's, it's weird because, like, it's it's super weird that one of his – that's probably the finest moment that he had oh, in, yeah. in, a, in a Raptors uniform, and it happened, like, in his first appearance. Yeah. Like, if only we knew back then, like, that was about as good as it was going to get.
2: Yes, literally that was about as good as it going to get. Um, Bruno ends, so, you know, whatever. You fast forward the, the whole thing. Like, he doesn't really make progress. The has get a G League team because of him, and I guess that's good. He Maybe,
0: stagnated the first year because they didn't have a G League team. And, like, dog, he, this guy he was finished. playing for
2: Fort Wayne and, like, yes. learning, like, taking ESL classes on the side.
0: Yeah, like, it was just a bad situation. He barely got minutes that year because they didn't stash him because they wanted him to learn, but they didn't have a G League team. Like, it was all it was all bad. Yo, by the way.
2: Then they got one. That's right. Then they got one. And the Raptors have used the G League team to incredible success. I mean, when you look at guys like, you know, Norm, DeLon, Fred, Siakam, Pirtle, even Bebe. Like, all these guys have gotten seasoning down in the G League. And whether it was Jesse Mermis or more recently, you know, with uh, Jerry Stackhouse, like, They have used that program to tremendous success. They've won a title with it. Um, they've had the G League showcase two years in a row. Uh, like that's all good stuff. And it's it's been great long term for the franchise for and for a team as rich as the Raptors. Like you should be able to invest in that stuff, but you know, having the onus of having Bruno there to sort of like justify it, I think does help. So I guess that's that's something that good that he did, but yeah, for the most part, he did nothing. And so we get to this point now four years later where he still hasn't shown anything. He's okay at the D-League level, um, but he's not, like, a star player by any means. And we're talking about a league where you know, guys like Jonathan Motley, Antonio Blakeney, like, all these guys are just, like, crushing the league. And you have no idea who these guys are. Like, look at Lorenzo Brown, right? Lorenzo Brown down there is, like... James Harden. James Harden (laughs) with defense. And then he comes up here and he, like, doesn't take a shot and just has a big head. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm not... like. It's just different. It's just different. I'm not saying, like, G League. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're not showing anything at the G League, then that, that's probably not good for you. But Bruno ends his career with 27 points with the Raptors. 15 rebounds, 6 assists, 5 steals, 3 blocks, 10 turnovers. That's a, that's a crazy assist-to-turnover ratio. And 10 fouls. Shooting 11 of 42 from the field in 130 uh, 113 minutes. Never shot a free throw in his life.
0: It's not great, man. I mean, <laughs>
2: it's not great. You're right. It's I not think, great. I think
0: nothing is a bigger indicator of like the and quality between the G League and, and the NBA than the fact that like, like Bruno, Bruno legitimately won a G League Finals game. Like for the yes, Raptors, for the Raptors nine oh five five last year. Like that thirty one point game was like he was probably the best player on the floor. Mm-hmm. And then when you see him at the NBA level, he still looks like. You know, a fish out of water.
2: He looks like Bambi. He,
0: he looks completely clueless, and it's like obviously he's he's had a steep learning curve, but like he he's a capable player at the G League level. But it's just again the golfing quality between the NBA and G League is 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 pretty drastic. Still, so. all right. Um, and you know Blake Blake mentions this all the time. Like he was. Um, while his offense and like his shooting has been iffy, like I think he's shooting like 30 low 30s in the in, from three point range in the G League. He G-League. takes hard shots though, and he takes a lot of shots mm-hmm. from three. And, uh, but like Blake always says, like he, he's probably gonna be on the all, all defense team in the G League, like he's that good defensively. <laughs>
2: What does that mean though? When you say I know. He's, he's that good defensively, <laughs> but I mean like what do you it's mean? Silly. Yeah. Whereas oh, you man.
0: watch him here, he looks like he doesn't know where to be. Like it's like our guy, uh, Courtney Fraser was saying like two years ago <laughs> that he looks like he doesn't know where to line up on the free throw line.
2: Yo, I mean look, he's never taken a free throw, so that's that's yeah, that's, that's where it's at with Bruno, man. That's where it's at with Bruno. All right. Um Despite the fact that Bruno didn't give us many, like, encore moments, I think Bruno gave us a lot of off-court moments in terms of just memes. So I'm just gonna reel off a couple of highlights. And, you know, if, if I'm missing something harsh, please chime in. Um but, uh, you got Bruno going to Wonderland and, like, shooting, like, Kyle Lowry in the three-point contest.
0: I think like DeMar DeRozan at one. Yeah.
2: By the way, can we just speak about this? Kyle Lowry, don't go back to the three-point contest, please. <laughs> Do people remember what happened when Bruno, when, when,
0: when <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Lowry won in the three-point contest? Last time? Yo, if Blake hears this, he's going to yell at you. the man sh- exact conversation with Blake. The man
2: shot six. <laughs> Uncontested. <laughs> 30 jumpers.
0: Yo, he airballed his first one. Come on.
2: There come is come on. one money ball in the first four racks. And then the final five racks, the fifth rack, is all money ball. All right? <laughs> the money ball is worth two. Kyle Lowry, mm-hmm. with no defense, had
0: six don't go, the, don't go back in the three-point shootout. <laughs> no, but, like, honestly, who extended him the invite? Like, that's what I want to know. Honestly, they're probably like, look,
2: well, Kyle, I mean, you're you're, like, you're, you got- you're an elite three-point shooter. Like, you want, you're want you an all-star. You want to come do this. And Kyle's probably like,
0: okay, yeah, I got nothing else
2: to do. This yeah, is golf. Like
0: Kyle would never say no. Like, if you ask Kyle to be in the dunk contest, he'd be like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> I'm Kyle Lowry, man. I'm from North Philly. I'll do that shit.
2: Yo, Kyle Lowry's going to pull a Daryl Armstrong and do a reverse layup. <laughs> I've actually never seen Kyle do a reverse layup. He, Remember
0: when Fred Jones won the dunk contest on the layup? He won the Yo, he- I'm so cheesed about that. And then we signed him to a-
2: We signed him to the mid-level exception. Yo, Brian Colangelo, what's wrong with you? Yo, stop giving me the mid-level exception. Whichever player you need, you don't need that. Yo, seriously, man. It was a real issue for him. Like, Jason Capone, like, Jared Jack. Linus Clay's like stop signing
0: people to mid man. <laughs> Fred like Jones, five, that five million dollar deal is like <sighs> is, that, that's his worst enemy. Oh man,
2: honestly, something like listen,
0: I'm all for hustling,
2: like whatever, get a deal, whatever. But sometimes when you're hustling, you really just cheat yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Brian, if, like, honestly, Brian Clay just an approach of like only eating McDonald's every single day. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> that was that was just, that was that was his approach, but um. Yeah, you got you so you got Bruno at Wonderland.
0: Yeah. Classic moment.
2: Um the random Bruno Snapchat where he has a milk mustache.
0: That's that's awful. I was looking at it today. <laughs> Just an awful awful photo. Where is that from? That's the... I don't know. It's probably real GM.
2: Oh yeah, listen, real GM, you can find anything on there. I I I've 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 said bad things about the real GM Raptors Reddit, but like or Raptors as uh, form, but honestly, you find a lot of good stuff. All right. I,
0: I'm um, sure it's a mess today.
2: Oh, it's definitely a mess. I'm gonna I'm check on it right now. But They're
0: probably unearthing like crazy memes that we've never seen before today.
2: Oh man, it, it, I would not dig too hard in Bruno. I, you, you might unearth other things. Oh yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, allegedly. All right. Um, <laughs> you know what's actually concerning? It was actually a little bit concerning this summer that uh, OG and Obi seemed to be best friends with Bruno.
0: I know you mentioned that you didn't like it.
2: It's not I not like it. I'm sure Bruno's a nice guy,
0: but you know why? Yeah, <laughs> That's I just have my question. role models. Like like become the third member of that uh, Pascal Siakam Purtle group. You know.
2: Yes, for sure, for sure. Oh wow, but, there is a uh, there is a Bruno Cobaclo appreciation thread. It has ninety one posts already.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, the, the real GM is lit with this. I told you. Oh yo there's that have you seen that gif of uh in in
2: NBA 2K I believe this is a uh, 2015 where Bruno does a celebration? No,
0: I haven't seen this.
2: Okay. I'm going to send that to you. But Bruno steps up off the bench, the Raptors hit a three, it's 85 to 59 over the Orlando Magic. Bruno steps up, looks into the camera, does a three and then like pumps his fist twice. It's the most random celebration gif you'll ever <laughs> see. It's it's 2K so it's not real. <laughs> Um what else did Bruno do?
0: Uh the one the, the Drake holding his hand. Oh yeah, yeah, and then Bruno like recoiling. Yeah. Like that became like a big time meme. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it really did. There's a lot of
2: pictures of Bruno just with random people. You know, shout out to our boy Sasha, by the way, for, for running into Bruno like earlier like last week basically or two weeks ago.
0: Yeah. yeah um on there's, uh, Bruno and the Speedo. Oh, that's right! Yeah, that's right. This was
2: this past summer, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was this summer. Yeah, Bruno in like a small speedo. I mean, I think that's a cultural thing, but Bruno was a small speedo, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it, I'm, mean, that's yeah, just a cultural thing. I'm just gonna let that one slide. Um, I saw
0: Bruno outside the Hershey Center after a Raptors 905 game once and he said what up to me.
2: Did he go to, was he, was he on his way to Kennedy's or not?
0: Nah? <laughs> I didn't tail his this car, bro. What kind of reporter are you, man? You had a nice Jeep. Oh wow, man! He's driving yeah. a
2: Jeep. Yeah, yeah.
0: In Toronto. Yeah, man.
2: I hope we want the jeeps with, with doors and not the without doors jeeps. He
0: was on that first round pick, rookie deal money. You know.
2: That's true. That's true. Honestly, like a lot of players have come and gone um, that on the Raptors that have made less than Bruno, and I'm sure they looked at Bruno at some point and were like, "Why?".
0: <laughs> Yo, imagine being in the G League and like. Oh yeah, yeah, like Lorenzo Brown is like like dropping thirty ten and ten every other game. Yeah, and, and he, then and just he's Bruno breaking shots and shit. Yeah.
2: All right, so I'm just gonna pull up uh, a list of players, rap just like big league players that have made less than Bruno. Okay, Greg Stevensmo. Honestly, Greg, you, you you deserve a
0: bit more. <laughs> yeah, that's Wisconsin Jacob Purtle. I don't even know if he's from Wisconsin, but
2: he looks like he is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Bennett. Actually Anthony Bennett, you didn't you didn't deserve to make <laughs> more than Bruno, no, You made an adequate salary. <laughs> uh Norman Powell, definitely that year in the, in the rookie year of Norman Powell, he he made less and he deserved more. Delon Wright made less than Bruno. Delon, you deserved more.
0: What about Fred?
2: Uh Fred is definitely there too. I'm definitely. going through 15-16 right now. Uh we had someone named Ronald Roberts
0: that we were paying? Oh yeah, that was the guy that uh the big man. I remember him. Well, what do you do? Ronald Oh, that's right. He was like a rebounder guy, right? He gave him like a 10 day or some shit. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, he was like a rebounder guy. Yeah,
0: yeah, he was a rebounder. He was an energy big.
2: Yeah. Mm. All right. So all right. That that one's fair. At Jason Thompson, we paid uh Yaya less than <laughs> Yo, that's
0: legit Yaya. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A Yaya. Don't lie. You Jason Thompson, wow. Um, the year and after that. He gave that, him his first ever playoff appearance, so shout That's out true. To that's true. Did he even play?
2: Probably. I got, I got really excited because, like, Jason Thompson hit, like, a couple of jumpers.
0: Yeah, we were like, this is a solution that we needed at the four spot. Yeah, we were so desperate for four. This is why
2: I don't complain about Serge.
0: I'm like, I know
2: you're good. I know you're good.
0: It's like we're, we're coming off like seasons where we saw Luis Scola play and rookie Pascal Siakam.
2: Yeah. So. Um, Bruno, okay, so then Bruno started climbing up the ranks, you know, so he was consistently a low-end <laughs> earner, but now in twenty 2016-17, in last season, he was 11th on the team in salary, ahead of DeLon, ahead of Siakam, ahead of Powell, ahead of Van Vliet, um, and also ahead of Brady Heslip, who, I mean, whatever, you just got like a training camp thing, but –
0: he got that Canadian bonus.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: He got that Burlington bonus.
2: Uh, I mean, yo, fifty six, fifty six k in Burlington is kind of the average household <laughs> earner. So like, he's good. He's good to get a. He's good to get some property on Dundas.
0: Nah, you got. You got to. You got to live in Hamilton at that salary. <laughs> oh man. Live that whole new he's staying by
2: McMaster University he's, oh, he's living on Emerson Jesus man <laughs> shouts to Mac shout out to Jackson Square yo listen he's probably going to Jackson Square though Yeah, he's probably sure. shopping at Jackson Square that winner's over there Brady Heston got the whole, whole collection probably models for them yeah and then this past oh yeah yeah for sure and then this past season uh, or this current season, Bruno is eighth in the, in the NBA, er, on the roster, in, in salary. Eighth! Eighth! He makes more than OG, more than DeLon, more than Norm, more than Fred, more than, uh, Siakam. I forgot that we paid Justin Hamilton a million dollars to waive his contract. Wow. Uh, Alfonso McKinney, he's making more than him. He's making more than KJ McDaniels, who we had. Oh god. <laughs> so, yeah. And most importantly, he's making more than Malachi Richardson, who, which is pretty much the whole reason why the Raptors made this trade was just to cut $1 million off the salary.
0: Yo, one more thing that's kind of sad about this thing is, like, I feel like over the past two years, we kind of just didn't see Bruno much.
2: Yes. He was straight up only in a suit. And, like, when he was around, like, he didn't really do much. You know what I mean? He wasn't active. And I think that helped, like, the mystique, right? Like, it kind of, like, for some people that still believed, like yeah. you can, you can because you didn't see anything. You could still choose to believe. Um, you could still choose to believe like whatever you want to believe about him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So that's why people were pestering Blake all the time, like on Twitter. Or, I'm, not,
2: I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Anybody that goes to Masaga, I ask them how
0: Bruno looks. Yeah, I've, I've heard all your podcasts, so yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely <laughs> know that. Anytime Vivek or, or Blake is on, you're like, the yep. so how's Bruno looking? Yep. Poor Vivek, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yo, <Vivek's, laughs> Vivek needs a new lease on life right now, man. Yo, he needs a new lease on the high Oh, my God. Nah,
2: no, no. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Nah. Yeah. Bruno's gone, man. Okay, so last my last question to you is: Do you regret the Bruno thing? Are you mad about it? Because some people are legit mad about it. You know, they're like, "Well, you know, uh, Rodney Hood was picked, you know, a couple of picks after, and also Rodney Hood went to the Cavs." Um, actually, I don't, sidebar, know, Do you, are you concerned about the Cavs thing at all? Like, are you does that worry? Like, what the Cavs did? Do they does that throw fear into your heart?
0: I think it worries me only because of one thing, and that's um. I think Zach Lowe pointed this out. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Zach Lowe, yeah. the god. Um, they're, like, they don't really have like an offensive system so much as they just have like LeBron kind of is the conductor, right? Yes. So in that, they don't need to develop like insane amount of chemistry in that way. Like, there's no like new schemes and stuff. I mean, obviously there's some schemes that they have to pick up, but at the end of the day, like so much of their system is dictated by. LeBron's brilliance, that there isn't mm-hmm. that much that guys need to do to adapt, mm-hmm. I don't think. I think they're still going to be kind of shitty defensively for a bit anyway, but um, I'm I'm worried in the sense that I think the chances of the Raptors beating them are less now than they were yesterday. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I, I think, I mean, look, the Cavs definitely helped themselves. It's just how much they helped themselves. I agree. Yeah. With, I agree with Zach on that, but at the same time, like, who else on that team can create
0: offense? Yeah, no, that's that's definitely going to be a huge problem. Like, like straight up, their second best creator, like, with uh, like on the ball, might be if it's not George Hill, it's like Jordan Clarkson.
2: Exactly, like, and, and like George Hill doesn't really create offense. He's yeah, exactly. a three and D point guard. Like, you know,
0: he's off ball. He's an off ball point
2: guard. Yeah, and he's good for that, and I think he will help them a lot. He fits a lot better than Isaiah Thomas, but. Like, nobody else on that team can create offense, so it's up to LeBron to create everything. And then LeBron can't sit at all. And, like, how much are they going to – and, like, the thing is, if they – they still need to, like, actually integrate the players, right? They can't just, like, throw them out there with no practices and stuff. So they got to practice more. And they famously don't practice at all, pretty much because LeBron is old and he doesn't want to practice. But you kind of have to practice. And it doesn't it doesn't really work as a practice if LeBron's not there because LeBron's got the ball so much. You got to work with that.
0: The thing is, man, you gotta remember, like over the past two years mm. in the playoffs, when they've beat the shit out of us, like oh yeah, it's not even close. They beat us by like twenty five points each each time. Easily,
2: bro. Easily. If they wanted to, they could have crushed us by fifty.
0: Easily. So it's like you know, like at best, it's like gonna be like a closer six game series. Like you know what I mean? Like they mm. they they still have so many advantages that um they can exploit.
2: I hate that they still have Kyle Korver.
0: And I, no, hate that that the, I hate it.
2: that the Hawks gave him gave the Cavs Kyle Corver for nothing.
0: Dude, Kyle Korver is such a problem on that team.
2: Bro, listen, the Hawks all they have done in the last ten years is be beaten by LeBron, and then they just gave him Kyle Corver. <laughs> for what? For what? That'll be like if the Raptors at the end of this will just like yo have the Mar, just take him, yeah, just take yeah. him for free. We'll take a protective second, first, first round pick. That's not gonna be anything. <laughs> we're gonna draft like. DeAndre <laughs> just Bembry Just
0: take him He's a free agent Yo, just straight take up, Just
2: take him man Just take him uh, like, I, I, Honestly I hate the Hawks man I hate the Hawks If you're you gonna know, tag That's fine know, At least ship corporate what To another team
0: About them, It's that uh, George Hill can kind of Defend well
2: Yeah I mean look George Hill's been a waste Man no, all year but
0: No but he's gonna play he, He's gonna start trying now He was Terrifying in that uh, In that Pacer series Dude, He was Locking up Larry Like mm-hmm. Nobody's business. Well, yeah. So, well, that Larry does that to himself too. So, yeah, Deli so. did that. that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Isaiah
2: Thomas could have done that. Yo, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> don't talk him, Isaiah Thomas. This man is—I've honestly, another sidebar—I have not seen a player take this many L's in a row <laughs> on such like like the progression in which Isaiah Thomas went from last summer. It was like he's a hero. Um, he played through such difficult circumstances. He's an MVP candidate. He's yeah. the Celtics, the first in the East wins. He had that 53 point game against the Wizards in the playoffs. He got them to the I... Easter Conference finals. Everything was like, wow, look at him. He's gonna, you know, like, look at Isaiah Thomas go, whatever. And then from him to like, get backstabbed, to get, get exposed as someone who talks to Woj.
0: <laughs> all Yo. the
2: Woj, the Isaiah Thomas snitching memes are insane.
0: Dude, like, he pissed away more money than Patrick Patterson
2: last year. Yo, it's crazy, man. And then, like, him just, like, <laughs> like showing up to camp, like, giving all these quotes, like, yo, we're going to be great. We're going to be great. Like, I'm going to replace Kyrie. Whatever. Like, whatever. I, all this. Like, I'm mad at Danny Ainge. I'm mad at this. I'm mad at this. I'm like, you know, like, Paul Pierce, whatever. This all that. And then for him to, like, consistently take L's throughout all of that, that come back from injury, which we didn't even know about. But, really, he had a major injury. And he comes back, and he's, like, terrible. Like, <laughs>
0: Just so awful. Derek Rose
2: level bad. Um, and for him to take that many L's and then to make all those quotes in the locker room and then to snitch on Kevin Love because Kevin Love sneezed one game.
0: <laughs> like. Yo, and then bro. now, oh, even when he got man. traded, and then he finally gets. Oh, and then yesterday when LeBron just. Yeah, yes.
2: LeBron just runs right past <laughs> Isaiah Thomas to chest bump Chetty. Don't call me Carter Rodriguez. Osmond.
0: That that's Justin Rowan. That's, that's straight Justin
2: up Reilly. Justin Rowan. Um That's David Savick. And
0: then he got traded like within twelve hours of that. And then yo, he
2: begged. He was like, Bro, I don't want to be traded anymore, bro. Please don't trade me, man. I love I, love, I just wanna be here. I just wanna be where I want He immediately gets traded, like Man um.
0: And then the first quote that comes out is that he's not gonna take a bench roll. It's like, bruh, I don't, I don't think you understand. You're not calling the shots anymore. Also, his
2: agent said on the way out, he's like, Isaiah's the ball dominant player and LeBron has the ball all the time. It was never gonna work. And it's like, bruh, yo, what? Yeah, of course LeBron has the ball all the time, man. You're, you're shooting like 16% from the field, like.
0: Anyway. You know, it's, it's really crazy though that he was fifth in MVP last year and second in the league in scoring. Yeah,
2: dude, your man scored more than, than DeMar DeRozan. Oh man. It's... He was right up there with Anthony Davis. Um, but uh yeah, now Isaiah Thomas is gone. But um lastly about the about the twenty fourteen NBA draft. Are you like are you upset? Like some people are really upset. Like, you know what, the draft is could have drafted Rodney Hood, could have drafted could Capella. I think Capella...
0: Capella might be the one that hurts, but
2: okay. but like
0: you can't really get mad in the twenties of that draft, and like I think like even then like the thought process was kind of sound, right? Like
2: I don't know the thought process of drafting Bruno was sound because
0: I mean, like, their the thought- initial
2: plan was to draft Tyler Ennis. That was that's bad. Don't draft the Bantam man.
0: Yeah, Gary Harris want to pick above. Yeah, that's- that would have been nice. Yeah, Gary Harris was really nice. I mean. I'm not really mad at it, man, because I find that like anything past, like, to, past like 15 is such a crapshoot in the draft. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, you're going to miss some guys. Like, that's just how shit goes sometimes. Like, you think people aren't kicking themselves about, like, Norman Powell or DeLon Wright right now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, or that Siakam. happens every year? Or OG, right? Or OG, yeah, yeah. Um, the
2: Pacers are looking at, uh, what's his name, TJ Leaf every single game.
0: Yeah, they're like, bro, what are you saying? Why do you look like you're from Iowa? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why do you look like Fred Horberg's son? Like, legit. Please look a little bit more yeah. menacing. Uh, but you know what I mean, like, it's um, just... yeah, of course you can
2: look. You can do this retrospective thing with every draft, especially later in the in the draft.
0: And the thing is, like, it's not like he was a waste man. Like, like think about this. Okay, Bruno went number twenty. Yeah, Jordan Adams went twenty-two. That's right. Wouldn't you rather have the content that came with Bruno?
2: Okay, you say that, but at the same time, Jordan Adams gave you 101 points. Bruno has... Okay, the only drafted player that has less NBA points in that 2016, uh, 2014 draft that actually played, so like not like DeAndre Daniels, who, by the way, was just awful... Well, like, Ooh, Xavier Thames, which the Raptors all, I
0: forgot the Raptors drafted Xavier Thames. What a draft for the Raptors. I think they traded him right away.
2: Yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, the only player that scored less was Thanassis Adenagumbo, which by the way, Masai, if you really want him, if you really <laughs> want a Giannis, why don't you just draft his brother? He <laughs> was right there. Can't tell me he was more raw than Bruno. Um, but yeah, Bruno's right there. The Walter Tavares, Eddie Tavares who, by the way, also a, a Raptors 9-5 legend, more points than Bruno. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, look, it's it's not a great pick in terms of, like, production, but, it, look, he was so raw and again man the content was undeniable and like i don't know it's nice to have like storylines outside of like oh is x player gonna play well off the bench like that shit gets mundane every year like Mm -hmm. having this one thing to like offer a different kind of hypothetical altogether was was it was fun man like like think about yourself like oh would i got great content cared, out of this would you have cared about the raptors 905 if it wasn't for bruno like being no. Honest.
2: this season the only guy i cared about was bruno
0: right and like, it wasn't even
2: because i was intrigued that he might be good i was just intrigued because like bruno is somehow very compelling but also completely meaningless at the same time
0: exactly yeah and for some reason that like resonated for the entire freaking fan base yeah no, well, it's a,
2: it's a sad day, man. I'm gonna miss Bruno. And also, let's be real. I mean, like he started off a little bit immature, whatever. But like he was like 18 years old in a new country. Like things happen, right? Like what what was Embiid doing? Embiid was out here like drinking Shirley Temples, ordering Uber Eats to Sam Hankey's house, like nonstop. Like, right. You know what He's I mean? Still like, doing that? Oh, still. Obviously, still. <laughs> Sam Hankey's just around, all right. Just for, just for people to fap over his legacy. Yeah. Um. But, you know, man, Cameron Barris still had less, more, more points than Bruno? God. Roy right, Devin Marble had, all right, never forget it. Anyway. <laughs> Samaj <laughs> Kristen, yo, know, that guy's
0: bad at basketball. No, I really like Devin Marble in that draft. That is a cheese.
2: That's yeah. a cheese brand.
0: <laughs> okay, Devin Marble is a cheese brand. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, the thing with, I mean, like. Should we talk about Malachi? No, he's not going to be... I mean, look, okay, do you want to talk about Malikon? Because I think we should be honest, in fact, say that this is also a very long, a long, long, long shot. He's not even that young. He's like slightly... He's like two months younger than Bruno.
0: Yeah, he's like an... He was an old freshman, and he was an old rookie last year, so... Mm -hmm okay here's the thing okay so first of all they made this trade for cap reasons right that yeah
2: you save a million dollars you can go into the bio market you can buy somebody i don't know apparently they've discussed you know um vince carter of course you yeah. whether that comes to fruition or not we'll see but whatever
0: right i think they definitely made this move with that in mind with like a bio candidate in mind otherwise why do you make this move unless no that, super- that's why that's really why like they're gonna sign someone. Mm -hmm. like otherwise why would you make this move at all right if you don't know that there's somebody that you're interested in or you're close to someone that you you think you have a good shot at signing right why would you even bother making this deal right Mm -hmm. i guess the other thing is um malachi is also locked up at a cheap cheap number next year so that's like a you know roster spot that you're kind of not as worried about cost certainty like, uh, yeah, it's like what Blake mentioned. It's like use, it's essentially use it if you use the stretch provision on Bruno's contract. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's it it is what it is. Like Malachi as a player, like to be honest, like I, I mean, I watch college ball and and I never really liked him at Syracuse. But
2: straight up, every circle, every Syracuse player sucks, except for Mello. That's everyone all
0: sucks. Yeah, no, seriously, it's like every single person it disappoints. To, yeah. to some extent. That's
2: why we, were, we weren't in on Tyler Lydon, a.k.a. tall Sean Woodley, because, like, it just wasn't <laughs> going to work, man. It just wasn't.
0: Yeah. I Syracuse mean, like, players all, are all bad. I'm sorry, Lee. Malachi, Malachi was trash all year, and then, like, during the tournament, he, like, Yeah, he his, went off. Yeah, his, like, shot came around, and, like, but he's never been, like, a great shooter, and, like, he hasn't shot well so far in his NBA career, but, like, this year in the D League, he was shooting, like, Forty two percent from three in like a small sample, so yeah. I don't know. I mean there's something there, like again, I mean all these guys you can talk yourself into like the potential of it, right? Like well, he's better than he's, Bruno. A, he's rangy, he's athletic, he can play multiple positions, he knows how to play basketball, which is mm. which is new. Yeah. He's ultimately meaningless though. Like but I guess the one thing the one thing that I would say is like imagine you put Bruno in the King's organization.
2: Yeah, which, by the way, I mean, the initial reports is that the Kings were going to waive him and let him go, but apparently they're going to keep him? Like, I mean, why
0: not, right? Why not just, it's a flyer, I guess. right? Yes. Like, if you're, you're going to eat the money anyway, why don't you just see what's there? Okay. Yeah, I guess.
2: They're going to yeah, see like, very quickly that there's not that much.
0: Yeah, the, I mean, they can talk themselves into it anyway, but I guess what I'm saying is, like, In the king system, like, you're bound to fail. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Just look at, like, the mess that they have. Like, Harry Giles and, like, like just a bunch of these dudes. And Papayanes, like, what? Yo, they just
2: cut, they just drafted Papayanes with the 13th pick in 2016. That was, like, a big thing for them. And then they cut him, like, two years later. Like, that was the pick that when he was drafted, DeMarcus Cousins was watching the draft and tweeted out, Lord, give me the strength. (laughs) <laughs> and the man's gone two years later like two years man that's their first round pick and i'm not even that surprised because like he didn't look that good he was at the g league showcase he didn't look that good malachi richardson he didn't look that good either to be honest but you know like yeah this is what the kings do man
0: they, they just... and that's what i'm saying like if you put like say you take like like a player who's slightly more raw like I feel like the Raptors, honestly, like not to gas the Raptors, but like.
2: <laughs> yeah, we can you know, we do we can turn players into, we can turn people into players.
0: Yeah, like they, they have like this kind of the Spursian mentality to them and the Spursian system system. I don't know, um, architecture almost the way that the the, the organization is constructed. Like I trust them to to find value in players, right? So mm-hmm. like, would think about Fred Van Vliet on the Kings. Like, is he? Like is he nah, that much better than, not doing anything, man. than Frank Mason? Like you know what I mean? Like nothing's happening there. Like I feel like Malachi, like just being around the kind of guys that the Raptors have, like being coached by Stackhouse for a couple months. Like I don't know. Like m- maybe you turn him into like an end of the bench rotation option, like in the future. Like it's not it's not inconceivable. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's a, it's a it's a flyer. I don't mind it.
2: Okay. All right. Watch well, honestly if I were uh Alfonso McKinney, I'd watch myself. <laughs> if I was Malcolm Miller, I'd I'd watch myself. Also, Malachi Richardson, he is his Twitter handle is King Molly twenty
0: three. Yeah, and that's also his screen name. Okay. It's a red flag. Is it? Malachi's a strong name, I'll give him that. That's a good name. It's a very good name. Malachi okay, Richardson, looks, he, he looks like he's living a life, man. Did, did the Raptors officially hey, um, announce it yet? Yeah, yeah it's, it's
2: it's official now. Also, like, he's his Twitter game looks pretty strong.
0: Yeah, apparently he replies to people on Twitter, so if you're talking shit about him, he'll, he'll find you. you will listen to this podcast. Probably, if we mention him enough. Jeez. Shout out to Malachi.
2: He's a 69 in NBA 2K.
0: Nice. Nice. No, well, that's how the Bruno the Bruno experiment ends with him getting traded for freaking Malachi Richardson.
2: Right, which is kind of anticlimactic. I'm not it's gonna super, lie to you.
0: It's super anticlimactic, man. But then again, it was likely just going to end with him like leaving in free agency. So that's
2: true. Although yeah, there's
0: still people that like, are still,
2: there are still people out there holding out hope that they'll re-sign Bruno to like a two-year like two million dollar extension or some shit. I was
0: just gonna ask you that. Do you think there's a chance they bring him back on like a minimum deal? No. You think you think Maasai's done with it? Yes. At what point do you think Maasai decided he was done? Because yo, I have a hunch
2: Mm
0: -hmm. that Maasai was done when that Brazil shit happened.
2: Oh, probably. Yeah. Also like Maasai was at the G League showcase and he was looking at Bruno and he was just like sitting there unimpressed the whole time. I'm not saying that's, like, that's the first time you've seen Bruno. Obviously, that's new information. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, he wasn't like, oh, wow, this is, like, someone. You know what I mean? He's not, like, mm. tapping Bobby Webster on the shoulder and being like, mm, you know, look, you see what he did right there? He, it's going to be a
0: good one. He, yeah, he's, he's saying. not
2: saying it's going to be a good one. He's not lying anymore, man. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Look, Masai, just say people, it's, it's all good.
0: Listen, Masai gave us OG. He gave us Purtle. He gave us Siakam. Mm. He gave us Norm. DeLon. Like, DeLon. He has, a, he has a pass now. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. He gave us Fred, you know? Yeah.
2: Listen, honestly, he did more with the Fred VanVleet, like, free agent signing, undrafted free agent signing, than he did in all the 2014 drafts when we randomly drafted Bruno and DeAndre Daniels.
0: Yeah, it's a shockingly bad draft for Masai.
2: Yeah. Especially since the second round, there was a lot of players that could have gone. You know, I'm not going to play that game, but, like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just that second round turned out to be not bad. Like, literally, out of the second round, all out of all the players in that draft, like, Walter Tava- Eddie Tavares did the most for Masai.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a, man, that draft, there's like, like Joe D- Harris, D- there's Dinwiddie.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, they're not, like, huge players that are going to, like, change your life or anything, but even the Kyle Anderson. Owl. Yeah. Clancy Clark. Early. I mean, if we drafted him, he might not have gotten shot going to, like, some terrible strip club in Queens. Oh, Jokic. Jesus, man. Dwight Powell. I like Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell's good. Yeah, he was good. Well, Bruno's
0: gone. It's upsetting, but
2: uh It is kind of sad.
0: Not surprised. Drop, drop some gifts. Drop some memes. Yeah. Don't, be, don't cry that it's over. Smile that it happened.
2: Yeah, smile like Bruno, man. You know what, though? Bruno was usually very happy. Oh, also one of the, my favorite memories was uh, Bruno riding in cars with... Bebe and Bismack MacBamble.
0: Oh, I was just, oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Those is good times, man. Him singing Him and Michael Bebe Jackson. like,
0: singing songs? Michael oh, Jackson. Man. That was incredible. <laughs> they stopped doing that shit, though.
2: Yeah, because it was too depressing. Yo, Bebe's so pissed, man.
0: <laughs> Yo, do you nah man. baby is, like, low-key happy as shit. Do you remember, like, like around, like, okay, so for the first year that baby was here, he was, like, cool with it? Mm-hmm. That everybody would just ask him about Bruno every time yes. they talked to
2: him. And yo, Baby was such a nice guy about it though, for a while, cause he was like, oh, that's my guy right there. Like, he, that was the original yakking skills. Yeah, but then, yeah, yeah. and then, but then at some point, like, Baby kinda clued into the fact that we all saw Bruno as just this, like, meme, and he's like, you know, he's a serious man, he deserves to be taken seriously, and then Bruno just undercut him at every turn.
0: And then, and then, like, year three was when Baby was like, yo, like, I'm trying to, like, have a career here too, like, because, you know, people just kind of saw him as, like, the the Robin to, to Bruno's Batman, and it's like, you know, like, I actually have some useful skills, and...
2: Baby's I'm, like, listen, I'm way better, I'm way better than like, Bruno, yo, just because I'm can... Brazilian doesn't mean... <laughs> it's not fair to me, man.
0: That's why he got face tats. Yeah. He got face tats because he wanted to disassociate from Bruno.
2: That's Bruno's next step, man. Bruno's going to go to Sacramento and get some face
0: tats. Uh, don't do that, Bruno, please. Yeah. Or do it if you want. Well, Who am I to say?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, he's gone. Harsh. Yeah,
2: man. There'll be less reason to go Mississauga.
0: Yo, that's that's another He's fast. a
2: Mississauga icon, man. He's right up there with uh Sam McDaddy and uh <laughs> and uh the Monroe Jason Towers.
0: Spezza and Jason
2: Spezza yeah, of course.
0: A run screen of the thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yo, put some respect on Ramesh's name, all right?
0: Uh, Hazel McCallion. Yeah. Whatever
2: school yeah, you guys went to, Hoodlands.
0: It's sad. There's uh, there's gonna be less media people at the Raptors nine five. Yo, straight now.
2: up, nobody's going anymore, man. Yep. Nobody's going.
0: Blake's gonna start skipping. Nah, Blake's not. Nah, skipping. Uh, Blake's not skipping shit. Yo, by the way,
2: last thing, all right, last thing, Bruno, Bruno we sign off. If you have a chance, go to Bruno Caboclo's, uh basketball reference face page. Um, you will scroll down. And see the transaction logs, and I just want you to scroll through it because it literally trans, it like records every single time he was assigned to and called up to the G League. There is like five pages of him just going to the G League.
0: No, <laughs> let me see this right now. <laughs> let yeah. me look at this. One sec, give me. I need to do this live on the pod. Okay, all right.
2: Yeah, because you know how like every. Si- <laughs> <laughs> My God, <laughs> it's like. There's like five pages,
0: man. Like you have to really scroll. Oh my god! Why does it stop at December 30th? Has he been with the squad for like a month now?
2: Yeah, he's been with the
0: squad for a month. Oh jeez. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. Have fun, Bruno. Yeah, Bruno.
2: Have fun at Sacramento, man. Say hi to Vivek. Enjoy the weather. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. All right, Harsh. Thanks for doing this.
0: No worries, man. Take it easy.
2: Peace. Bye, Bruno. We'll Bye. miss you. Not really. That was part one with Harsh. Um, in the second half, I'm going to talk to Blake uh, and get a sort of closer and more personal uh, account of who Bruno was and uh, what he did for the 905
3: i'm brian goldfinger of goldfinger injury lawyers accidents happen and when they do you'll want a lawyer who will stand up to the insurance company and fight for your rights in case of emergency have this name in your back pocket goldfinger brian goldfinger visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you
2: it's just a, a closer more personal um reflection of bruno's time is uh the the reporter that knows him best like Not not just like, you know, has seen him for one or two games like me and others, you know. Not just someone that's talked to other people in the organization's giving second-hand accounts. It's, Blake, you have seen almost all of Bruno's D-League career, is that correct?
3: I would guess that I've seen, yeah, like 85% of the minutes he's played.
2: Yeah, that's honestly, say for like Bruno himself and like, Stackhouse and Jesse Mermis, like that's it. Actually, I guess because Jesse only was there for one year, and Stack was only there for like three years. No, two years.
3: Stack was there for three years, but or he was only 905 for two years, that's but right. he was on the Raptors bench before that.
2: Yeah, so I, honestly, I think you've seen the most Bruno tape.
3: Yeah, maybe Stack's a film hound, so maybe. Okay. I don't know. Stack's right there. Tolzman.
2: Okay. Yeah, Dan. Yeah, Dan. a couple there.
3: of the couple of the Raptors staff that that got to go through is you know like. Uh, I won't name names, but there are a couple guys who gotta watch like every minute of video. Mm-hmm. So okay. I'm up there though. You're definitely my, up my, there. My top five. It's,
2: it's, especially publicly. Publicly, like, you're probably like like outside the organization, you're probably like top one. You're top two, yeah. and you're not two.
3: I can't imagine anyone has watched more Bruno minutes than me outside of the organization.
2: And you and you've probably spoken to him a couple times, um, you know, over the last couple years. I mean,
3: yeah, yeah, honestly, it's been one of my favorite like of all the things to develop with Bruno um his like personality has been really fun to because he he barely spoke English his first year and then his first year with the 905 it was bad enough that like or not I shouldn't say bad but he was uncomfortable enough speaking it that I I tried to learn like little Portuguese phrases so I could like oh. talk to him a little bit conversationally oh, man. and like break the ice or whatever but like this year he's like full-on like like cracking jokes and like saying, saying funny stuff and like I don't know. He was full-on like a, like a regular guy by this year, which I guess four years is a long time to pick up a language, but it's still been funny to kind of see.
2: Yeah, for sure. I was just, just going to ask you, like, you know, outside of Bruno the player or whatever, I mean, like, whatever. He might develop into a 3D guy still. He still has physical tools. He still has a lot of moments where he looks good. Um, but, I mean, what's he like as a guy? You know what I mean? Like, what's he like to be around, like, do his teammates like him? And, you know what I mean? Because – because like we only see like the the, th- the times where it's not good, you know what I mean? Like the like the him yeah. getting sent home and stuff. Uh, but like, what's he like around the team?
3: Yeah, I think the I think the guys like him, man. You see when he's with the nine hundred five, you know, he he's always showing up in in Instagram stories or Snapchats or whatever. Um, you know, when he was with the Raptors, him and Bebe aren't as close now as they were at the start. And, That's and I do Yeah, I don't know how much of it is like. Like I don't think they had a falling out or anything like that, but I think you know, baby was kind of. I don't know, man, it would be tough to be basically to think you're on the roster for a year or two as someone's babysitter. Yeah. When you're like much further along as a, as an NBA player, but I, I I don't know. I just know that they're not as close anymore. Like baby still goes to 905 games, in, and Bruno, Bru, one of Bruno's best games came just the other week. He had seven threes and he had three in a row in the fourth, and, and you know, baby was there cheering him on. Like baby Bebe, baby's number one in attendance at 905.
2: Oh, that's really cute.
3: Um, so, like, and, and I know he got on with OG pretty well, and, and I know he's, like, he'll joke around with guys like Siobhan Thompson and Kennedy Meeks and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know him at a personal level, and, and I think early in his career he was a 19- and 20-year-old guy who had just gone from nothing to having millions of dollars. So I think anyone will respond a certain way in those situations. But I think, you know, I think he showed some, some growth as a person, um, You know, probably not still in the mental toughness area that people would like to see. Like, you yeah. know, there are still games where his shot's not falling, so he's wearing it or pouting a little bit. Uh, You know, it took a teammate to call him out during the finals last year to kind of turn his play around after he had had a bad game. Things like that where, you know, even Jerry Stackhouse, I think, who did a good job with him and really helped him improve on the defensive end. I think even at the end of this, Stackhouse was still learning kind of when to when to hug him and when to shove him. Um, as he put it at one point. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, it's tough. This, this, this development experiment would have been difficult with any player that raw. And then when you factor in, you know, the fact that this guy has done all of his growing up on an NBA roster and didn't know the language at first, um, you know, that's, that's maybe where the questions about how you make a situation like this work in the future, if you take the experiment again. Mm -hmm. I think, I think the questions fall far more on that side than on the actual basketball side.
2: Yeah, for sure for sure um, you tuned that out
3: for a little bit didn't you
2: no it's just like you just hear that if, about Bruno you know it's yeah. just weird because the, the story hasn't changed with Bruno you know what I mean like so it's like it's it, it's it's hard to I don't know it just it's just hard to have the same conversation are, are, you, dis, are you are you disappointed by Bruno at all like are you cause, no. you know there's some people that are mad about it which I I mean I, I spoke with harsh earlier like I don't really agree with that I obviously you would rather have you know a hood or Kyle Anderson or Jokic or whatever. Yeah, but you you really want to go back through every draft ever and do that? Exactly, right? Yeah, this isn't like Igudala. This, you know what I mean? Like, I'm more I'm more pissed if it's like higher in the draft because, like, generally speaking, there's like every draft has like a a set tier, right? And like by the time you get to the twenties, like there's no tier in the twenties. It's just like Rafael
3: Ruzo was a wild pick. Yeah,
2: didn't we pick him over like Andre Igudala?
3: Yeah. (sighs) Man. Like, you can't tell me, though, that, like, sitting there at number 20, you can't lament the Raptors picking Bruno and be like, well, mm-hmm. Nikola Jokic went 41st. Like, right. Again, that's a, that's a whole round later. <laughs> Seriously, uh, man. If you, and, look, honestly, my biggest issue with that draft is still DeAndre Daniels, not Bruno. Because the Bruno experiment made sense to me. You know, there were there were a ton of questions about, like, should he have been on the roster right away? Should he have done a draft in stash season? Should he have waited until you had a G League team? All these ones. Mm-hmm. But, like, at least with Bruno, it's like okay, well, he's got seven foot seven wingspan; he can shoot threes a little bit. Like it's very clear what, you know, it's very clear why they thought they could turn him into an NBA player. Mm. DeAndre Daniels is like, yeah, I don't know, he had a good game in the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Like, and look, man, I take Bruno over DeAndre Daniels right now. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, so for sure. you know, you want to be mad about picking that draft.
2: Mm. Um. And then uh, the last thing I will just ask you is, what's your what's your favorite Bruno memory?
3: Oh man, there's uh, probably so
2: many to choose from since you you experienced so much of your life with with Bruno. Yeah, I don't
3: know, man. The, the <laughs> him and OG at the Skydome still still really kills me, um, and the milk mustache.
2: Yeah, we gotta track that down, man. We gotta track that down. Yeah. It, it's like we had to track down the the, the, the what about the Rosen video. I mean, that was way easier because it was a dynamic product. You've got to figure
3: out what went into the milk mustache photo. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: I think, honestly, man, my favorite Bruno moment is still the game against Milwaukee in his first year. Yeah. Like, he had, like, the G League finals was really interesting for me to cover, and I don't know if I'll ever experience something like that, like covering a minor league championship mm-hmm. with NBA players on there. Like, the G League is such a unique thing, and that was such a weird championship. Right. Um, so, that was really cool, and, and, you know, the organizations kind of feelings of validation during that stretch because Bruno was so good during the playoffs. Right. Um, that was kind of cool, but it's still the Milwaukee game, man. It was Because that Milwaukee game was everything. Like, Bruno was still such an unknown. Everyone was still so unclear on what this experiment was and what it could look like. And in those, like, eight minutes or 12 minutes, um, you know, he, he kind of got the flash everything. It, it was almost like a flash-forward sequence where, like, you yes. skip ahead in the show. And it's like, okay, this is what it's building to. Like, we're going to tease you with it now and just know that later in the story we're going to get here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't, so it looks a lot weirder now. But, man, had, had Bruno turned out to go back and look at that game and then be like, okay, well, then he wandered the wilderness for four years and eventually got there. I don't know, man, that that game's going to be one of the most well-remembered Raptor games forever.
2: Yeah, seriously. No, I, I, it's, it's, it's just like a, it's a, sheer, it's a sheer euphoria. Like, what, the, the thing that surprised me was that, like, Bruno has, has 27 career NBA points. And that eight All points. in
3: that game. <laughs> that,
2: those eight points is not even his career high.
3: No, he dropped 10 at one point, right?
2: He dropped 11 against uh, Eddie Tavares.
3: Oh, right. In that yeah. Cleveland game at the end of last year.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Bruno was just drilling daggers over yeah. Richard Jefferson, his thumb-looking ass.
3: In a 25-point game. <laughs> man. That's
0: right. Uh, yeah.
3: Man, it, it's funny because I was – I should have known something was coming. Mm-hmm. because Bruno wasn't, like I mentioned, he's always in everyone's like IG stories and stuff like that when the 905 were on the road, and he wasn't the last couple of days. Mm. And they were in New York, uh, and he wasn't around here. And then, you know, the, the fact that I knew, I kind of got the feeling he wasn't in New York, and then the Raptors never recalled him for a game where they didn't have a 13th guy, and mm. it was very clear they were going to have blowout minutes. Right. I should have I should have put the pieces together.
2: Yeah. Well, now yeah, he's man. gone.
3: Now he's yeah. gone. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm I glad that Sacramento opted not to waive him. Like, it sounded like they were going to do. Because I kind of I kinda hope we get another Bruno-Milwaukee game.
2: Yeah. Maybe, honestly, maybe Sacramento. Like, I don't know what how Sacramento fans are dealing with this. But I hope there's some Sacramento fans that are out there that believe. Because it's actually way more fun to believe in Bruno than it is to, you know, accept the fact that he's not good.
3: Honestly, that was probably my biggest issue with the entire experiment is that everyone was so quick to, like – like I think like these people who, are who like, buy a lottery ticket and are like, ha, huh, I, I bet you I'm not going to win on this lottery ticket. It's like, well, yeah, that's – that's you know, it's a lottery ticket. You have pretty long odds. And the people who have – you know, this year I got a little more because it's year four and you're still not seeing returns. But the people who in year two, year three were, like, like wanting off the Bruno ride mm-hmm. – you know, those people will probably feel like they're right because at this point Bruno hasn't turned into an NBA player. But, man, it was such an interesting player development gamble. And, like, look at the history of the Raptors, or the history of any good NBA team. Nobody uses their 14th, 15th man. Literally nobody. Even a like, even for like a Greg team as deep as the Raptors. Greg Steensma is the guy that you're looking to be in this Bruno squad, man.
2: Mm. Which, by the way, um, Greg Steensma was a big part of that uh, Bruno game.
3: Him it and was. Bruno
2: ran a two-man game at one point.
3: Jesus.
2: Bruno yeah. and Greg Steensma ran a two man game.
3: Yeah. It's yeah. uh it's so hard. I don't know, man. I don't know where Bruno goes from here. I think you know, if Sacramento was gonna waive him, I thought the best move for him was to re enter the G League player pool and try to play mm-hmm. out the air. Um he's probably gonna have to play his way into a train like onto a team through training camp next year if he doesn't go overseas. Yeah. Maybe I don't they, know, it'll, it'll be interesting. Maybe Anthony we'll fi- Bennett's still getting shots. <sighs> That's true. That is true.
2: Um, but you know what's crazy? I think I, what I really want to know now is if he does go back into that, like if he still wants to stick around in America, and like instead of going to Europe or wherever else, China, like, um, I kind of want to see which team takes a flyer on him because I want to find out who were the mysterious teams that were like bidding up Bruno that the Raptors needed to take him in the first round because that wasn't necessarily their first pick. Like, what? I'm
3: I'm confident Phoenix and Dallas were two of them.
2: Phoenix and Dallas. I thought the Spurs was one of them too.
3: I think, I, I know that people kicked around the Spurs, but I don't know if that was ever, like, reported, or everyone right. was just like, well, the Spurs would know about a guy like this because of right, how of well course. they've scouted internationally in the past.
2: Yeah. And then Phoenix knew about him because Leandro Barbosa was down there.
3: Yeah, and Phoenix was also, Phoenix was also playing hardball, like, trying to get the Raptors to give up two picks to number 18 um, to get Tyler Ennis, and they kind of, like, they had another pick between twenty and thirty-seven, I think, and they were, you know, I think there was some concern that they would take Bruno.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and then yeah, Dallas, I'm pretty sure was one of the teams. Dallas had plan. Dallas would have drafted Stashton, though.
2: That sounds like yeah, that sounds like Dallas. Well, now he's gone. Now he's gone, and all there's left is more than an hour long podcast about Bruno.
3: And Malachi Richardson.
2: Yeah. What do you think of Malachi Richardson? Do you think he's gonna be good?
3: He's- I think long I think shot would be a nice bench piece for the 905 in the playoffs.
2: Mm. You gotta make sure we got to I mean we got to make sure that uh the, the cupboard is still stocked.
3: Look, I got a lot of talent. To be honest, I have to watch I I have to dive into more Malachi Richardson Blake, video. Don't I think I've only yourself, seen three bro. of his G League games on, and like man. handfuls of Sacramento time. Um but I didn't really love him coming into the drafts. He's a and Syracuse I,
2: player, I, so you know.
3: <laughs> Yeah. Um I don't I, I also if I remember right, the Raptors weren't super high on him either. Like he was in for a draft workout and seemed like a nice guy. Mm. Um but I don't think they were super high on him. Well so, Yeah.
2: There he is. All right, Blake, go to sleep. Go to sleep, buddy. Get some get some well deserved rest.
3: Will, how was your trip, man?
2: The trip was great. The trip was great. Um you know, the weather was way better. This is very shocking okay. to, to like suddenly revert forty degrees Celsius. Change that's that's a, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, I
3: still can't but, believe we didn't get your live tweets of the Celtics game, man. That's uh... yes, it, honestly,
2: that's honestly that's really the biggest thing that I that was the biggest down, downer of the the whole trip because like you know Cuba's internet is uh, pretty heavily restricted, so like even if I wanted to, I probably couldn't probably couldn't catch it. And you know, surprisingly, they weren't showing a Raptors Celtics uh, on local television. Yeah, but I did see a lot of uh, some World Baseball Classic. I saw a lot of Puerto Rico play uh, somebody. When, all right. Uh, when I was uh, <laughs> so I couldn't sleep. It was like 1 a.m. in the villa. I was like, all right, guess I'll watch <laughs> this. But uh, yeah, no, it was a good time. If people are right, there, please go to Cuba.
3: Yeah, we'll, we should do a proper catch up soon.
2: Yeah, for sure, Blake. All right. Oh yeah, and thanks to thanks to you and uh, thanks to you. and... And Alex for for picking up ten things. That was that pretty. We
3: we only did it for two of the games. We kind of just thought it'd be funny the one game, and then we then we wanted a farewell
2: tour. Honestly, you guys deserved it, man. You guys deserved it. There should be more. There should be more Stephen Lebron, Blake Murphy ODC collaborations.
3: I had a good idea during the G League showcase that I wanted to I wanted to do like a dual column just like that, where Alex would talk wild shit and I would try to seriously break down my, the. G League Showcase. Yeah,
2: there you go. Honestly, that's really the dynamic that made the Bill simmons Zach Lowe thing compelling. Because they're both basketball fans, but they approach it very differently.
3: Yeah. 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 All, all right, man. There you go.
2: All right. Blake, peace out. Come on, get some sleep.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me on, buddy.
2: All right. Always.
1: Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. Automatically. Dollar for dollar. With no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report Limitations Apply.